Victory 91.5, it's Rise and Stein. Thank you to our Victory sponsors. But I have a question, since it is Memorial Day weekend, honey. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you see that most swimming pools, most community pools open up Memorial Day weekend. Mm -hmm. do, do, you, do you like to swim? I do, but I'm not a big... I'm not that strong a I'm swimmer. I'm not that strong a swimmer. <laughs> well, we're going we're gonna to dive into the oh, here we go. deep end of the theological there. pool today. Ooh. Get your swimmies on. Ray Haynes, our general manager, is in. And if you have heard his teachings on Jesus and his bride and Passover, or the Feast of Tabernacles, or the Days of Awe, you know that you are in for a treat today because mm -hmm. he is going to be teaching on Pentecost. And it is a doozy. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> yeah. And, and I like how you prepared for this by eating all of that macaroni and cheese. <laughs> you got to train. You just got to train. That's all I'm telling you. I know everybody else played golf. I drove the little the little uh, cart. cart, thank you, and uh, ate barbecue, amazing barbecue, and this macaroni and cheese. So I have prepared for this day. So this really is a I've been looking forward to uh, coming in and sharing. This is the last of all the spring feasts, so this is it until we actually are in Israel. So we are going to take today and break down possibly the biggest story, the most difficult. We did Passover in two days. You could take a week and try this one, and you'd mm. still really fall short. So just in the quickest, simple way, this is the wedding. At Passover, we talked about the Passover bride. Mm -hmm. That was the betrothal. Mm -hmm. Now, for us Westerners, that's the engagement, the betrothal. And so this is the actual wedding. The bad news is you can look at the church, the condition in the history of Israel, and realize the wedding did not come off. It was, mm -hmm. it was an epic fail. Mm -hmm. And what we're going to do today... I believe that if you can hang in there and just dig in what you're going to experience, something you've never experienced before, and it'll change the way you encounter God forever. It'll change the way you read the Bible forever, mm. because what we're going to do is we're going to read it from his perspective, because it is his story. Wow. See, it's really normal for us, because... We think it's about us because there's people all the way through it. And so we, we get really focused on that. But in the beginning, God. All right. See, it started. It's his story. And he's just sharing his story. And you're getting to be a part of that story and then interact and encounter. And you discover this God is really, really in love with you. Mm. Mm. All right. So it's really easy when you go to a wedding. You know, you think Ray about... And are, Ray and I are both crying right now. <laughs> you always oh cry boy. at weddings, right? <laughs> I was upstairs going, this ought to work real well on the radio. So the, the groom is up at front, right? Mm -hmm. But everybody's waiting for the bride to come out. She's all decked out, and God is too. He's mm -hmm. been waiting, for, you know, 6,000 years for this one. And it just, every time he tries it, it's just like, she just falls flat on her face. It's just the worst possible thing. But the story is, of course, that groom. He's there first. He's prepared it. Who Who is the one who came to her with the ring? Who has invited the whole thing to happen? Who's proposed? Mm -hmm. who's, who's made it all? Who's prepared it all? Mm -hmm. It's the groom. And so we're so used to a bride-focused wedding. Today you're going to get a Jewish perspective mm -hmm. wedding. Very different. Uh, Eastern, if you will, as mm -hmm. opposed to Western. So we'll try mm -hmm. to kind of fill in the pieces. But... By way of, there's no short introductions to this. It's just, it's just a huge, huge topic. But what I want you to do for a moment is look at Jeremiah 31. 
and we're just going to skim it. But I want to start just by helping you understand why, you know, we don't just make this stuff up. It actually is what it is. And so I'm going to jump down to 30, verse 31, Jeremiah 31, 31. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I'll make a new covenant with the house of Israel, with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day I took them by the hand. Think about that. They're not just coming out. He's got them by the hand. Mm. Mm-hmm. Where do you do that? At the altar. Yes, you do. You bring them down. To lead them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant, which they broke, <laughs> although I was a husband to them, says the Lord. So he's the one that declares this is the wedding. And you're going to watch it unfold. But this is the covenant I'll make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. And this is what happened through Jesus and all the way in Revelation will experience it. I'll put my law in their minds, write it on their hearts. I'll be their God. They'll be my people. Mm. No more. Shall every man teach his neighbor, every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and their sin I will remember no more. Which is just a picture of white as snow. Yes. And if you think about it, and here we have, um, now what I'm going to do is just, we're going to skim through Jeremiah 31, because this is the wedding. This is the story. And you're going to go, oh my goodness. So at the same time, says the Lord, I'll be the God of all the families of Israel. They will be my people. Thus says the Lord. The people who survived the sword found grace in the wilderness. Israel, when I went to give him rest. So this story where you always see him through the desert in 40 years, what's God doing? I went there to give them rest. They They were slaves. I went to give them rest. The Lord has appeared of old to me, saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. Again, I will build you, and you shall be rebuilt. O virgin of Israel. So you you see, you can just kind of flow through this chapter and, and watch... And down verse 7, sing with gladness for Jacob. Shout among the chiefs of the nation. Uh, proclaim, give praise, and say, O oh Lord, save your people. He tells us to, to pray for Israel for a reason, because this is this, this bride that's always stumbling down, down the, the altar to get there. And he goes on and on and on. Um, the Down in verse 12, the bottom of it, their souls shall be like a well-watered garden. They shall sorrow no more at all. Then shall the virgin rejoice in the dance. The young men and the old together, I'll turn their mourning to joy. We'll comfort them, make them rejoice rather than sorrow. And uh, again, you drop down to 15, and you, you, you're at Jesus at this point. A voice was heard in Rama, lamentation, bitter weeping, Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted for her children because they are no more. So this is when all the, the children were killed in an attempt to kill Jesus. This is where that scripture comes from. And he says, listen, refrain your voice from weeping, and he, for your work shall be rewarded. They'll come back from the land of the enemy. So there is hope. In your future, says the Lord. That could be the verse of the day. There is hope in your future. And he goes to talk about this bride of his. We see the gallon white, but, you know, he sees this as a bull in a china shop. This is, (laughs) you know, an untrained bull. This is not a good bride. 
set up signposts, make landmarks, set your hearts toward the highway, the way in which you went. Turn back, O Virgin Israel. Uh, turn back to these your cities. How long will you gad about, O you backsliding daughter? For the Lord has created a new thing in the earth. A woman shall encompass a man. And that, of course, is Mary with Jesus. And on it goes. We read into uh, 31. And for that, it's people dying for their own sins and being judged no longer. The father's sins carrying down to the sons. And, and on and on and on. And then by the very end of the chapter, the days are coming. The city will be built for the Lord from the Tower of Hannibal to the corner gate. On and on it shall be not plucked up or thrown down anymore. And you're in Revelation by that point. So this is that very, very quick intro <clears throat> to what is about to happen for this morning as we kind of roll through what is this feast and i was actually going to have a first part but i think i'm just going to stop at that for this first break because the story is so big you're going to run through the 50 days from Egypt all the way to Mount Sinai. You're going to experience the worst possible wedding ever, epic fail wedding. And you're going to, you're going to watch the journey of life that we have as Christians in that 50-day period. You're going to experience the shadows and types that go with from the Feast of First Fruits all the way to the to Feast of Weeks. And we're just going to look at all those pieces, put them all together this morning through 10 o'clock, and we will come away, I believe, with a very different perspective, and you'll probably see God, I hope, in a new way. Mm. Okay, you got all that? <laughs> um, put your pencils down. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, don't worry. Uh, we, we, have, uh, we have the technology. So all of this is recorded, mm -hmm. and it will be posted up throughout the morning, uh, right there on the Victory Facebook page, along with all all of Ray's other teachings as we walk through Pentecost today, Rise and Stein, Victory 91.5.